start Daf Pei Vav today. And Mirch uh, Shem will finish the parak. So we're starting on the bottom of Pei Hei Amabes. And we're continuing. The Mishnah was discussing what is the status of Hachaloynes V'Eve Hachayma. Okay, so the walls and uh, the, the windows and walls. What is the space in between the windows and walls or on top of the walls? What is that status in regards to um, the Kedusha of both Yerushalayim and the Azara. Okay? So, Amar Rav. Rav says, so we're going to start a sugi over here. It says, Gagin va'aliyah is loinis kaju. The rooftops and the upstairs, second stories, were not, did not get the Kedusha. And Rashi explains this is going both on Yerushalayim. So let's say you had a carbon that had to be eaten in Yerushalayim, had to be nechel, the Kedusha. Sounds like you wouldn't be able to eat it on the roof. Okay? Or even in the upstairs. And also the Kedusha Sazara for all the Lishkais that you have. We're going to get into this a little bit. All the rooms that you have in the Mesa Mikdash, that if you go upstairs on the top of them, they're not going to be Kedush. So, Frakti Gemara, Aini, is that true? Right? Rob's coming to say, She said, The Kezai is Pesach. So, they used to make huge Karim Pesach Chaburas. In other words, they would, they would have as maximum amount of people as possible. So that was called a kezesa uh, pischa, meaning there was a kezayis for each one of the nimnim, minimum shir achila, so you can get as many people as possible. The hilela, and because they had these massive, uh, you know, they had a massive chabura, and the halal that they used to sing was, the, the sound of the halal was so, the sound was, 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 it was so loud that paka igra would crack the roof. So no, my love, the Havamina is, they would eat it on the roofs, that they would eat and say halal, right? While they were eating the Karim Pesach, it was besimcha, they would say halal. So if so, we see where were they eating the Karim Pesach? On the roof. You just, Rav, said that the Aliyah said, so how could they eat in Yerushalayim? How could they eat Karim Pesach on the roofs? So the Gemara says, they ate on the bottom floor, and then they went up to the roofs to say halal. The Gemara says, how could you move places? How could you move places? It says, that you cannot. And the, the Lashon of Amfikoman is move from here, right? Move Afik Man, Mani, right? Take out your, your Kalim, so you take your belongings and you move places. So what we're saying is, you cannot move places after the current Pesach. We see, you can't switch from Chabur to Chabur. So how could they eat and then go to a different chaburah to say halal. So the Gemara says, no, that's not what's going on here. That while you're eating your Karim Pesach, you can't get up and move to a different chaburah. However, once you're already finished eating, so they would eat and then they would have a, uh, the oinig afterwards, they would go up and say halal on the roofs. Tashima. So we learn in Ebraisa, Abashol Oimer. Right, so now we're going to try to bring our kasha on Rav. Abashol Oimer. Alias base kodesh hakadoshim chamur mi base kodesh kadoshim. That the upstairs, the attic of the kodesh kadoshim was more chamur than the kodesh kadoshim itself. Why? Shebase kodesh kadoshim kayen gadol nechmas leipamachas pishana. Because once a year the kayen gadol would go into the kodesh kadoshim on Yom Kippur. Alias base kodesh kadoshim leinichnasin leinichnasin leipamachas pishavua. He would only go there once every seven years. Some say twice every seven years. Once every fifty years. Why was it going up there? So we see what is considered more exclusive. 
What has a high level of Kedusha? Must be the Aliyah's base Kedusha because he, he was almost never there. Right? Maybe once every seven years or twice every seven years or once every 50 years to see what it would need fixing. But otherwise, it was completely restricted. Amarev Yosef, he says, no, you can't ask me from the Hechel. Okay? Mehechel nekim v'nesiv inish. You're going to try to come ask me from the Hechel itself. Shani Hechel. The Hechel is different, right? Rav wasn't talking about the Hechel. He was talking about the Lishkais in, let's say, the Azara or other parts, but not the Hechel, not the Kaisha Kedashim. And, um, you know, and Yushalayim, but not the Kaisha Kedashim. Why? Shani Hechel. The Hechel is different. The Pasuk says, So David gave him the plans. Okay, the Eskenaza. David gave Shlema all the engineering and construction plans. Okay, all the treasury places, Valiyosav, and the upstairs, Vachadra, Vapinimi, the inner rooms, Besa Kapires, all the secret hidden rooms. Uchsev, and what does the Pasuk say? Hakol Bixav, Miyad Hashem, Alai Haskil. Okay, so David infused the Aliyos with a special Kedusha. Hakol Bixav, Miyad Hashem, that these came from Hashem, and therefore they had a special Kedusha. And that is why the Heichal, right? Tavdes Ulam Vesbatav. Um, and that is why the Hechel has special status. However, the other Lishkais, um, the Aliyas, would not be Kaidish. So, you know, we can't ask from the, Kaidish, the, the Aliyas of the, the Kaidish HaKadashim. Tashma, we learned in a Brisa, how Lishkais, how Benuyas be Kaidish. So, let's say you had Lishkais are chamber rooms, right? So, you had uh, rooms. Now, these rooms, they're Benuyas be Kaidish, but they're built in Kaidish, Psuchas Lechol. But the doorways, they open to chal, so then teichan chal, right? Because the, the egress, the in, right? The way to get in and out is through chal. So even though it's physically situated in Kaidesh, since the doorway is in chal, so we say teichan chal. However, what do we say? Gagoy say in Kaidesh. The roofs are Kaidesh. The Gemara wants to understand what do you mean? If they're upstairs, you just, you, Rav, said that Aliyah is in Gagoy, so not Kaidesh. So how do we answer this? Okay, you're assuming everything's flat. No, that it was on angle. So what we're saying is, these lishkais, these rooms, they had a door, right? They were submerged underground. So the doorway went out to chol, and therefore the room is chol. The roof of it is flat. It's in Kaidish. It's aligned with the floor of the Kaidish. And that's why the roofs of these lishkas, because they were submerged underground, that's why they had a din of Kaidish. So Frak the Gemara, really, you're talking about submerged rooms? Well, that's tunnels. Ihachi. Let's look at a different case. Let's say it's built just outside. It's built Bechol. And, okay, so Chol, by the way, just to, just to get our bearings, the Azara would be Kaidish, and Chol is Harabais. Okay. So, now, it's built in Chol, meaning an outside of the Azara. It has a doorway to Kaidesh. So then we say, right, because we said it goes after the doorway. So the inside of the room is going to be Kaidesh. And the roofs are Chol. One second. I don't have a problem with the Gagos. That's fine. So if you want to say that we're talking these lishkas, we're talking about where the rooms are underground. So then tell me how it has a din of a tunnel. Right? You said that, yes, the gagos are, are, the gagos are going to be chol because it's, again, it's submerged and the roof is now level with the azara. So it's azara floor. But anyways, it doesn't really matter because even if it was 
even if the roofs were on a higher level, it wouldn't be Kaidish, right? But what we're saying is they're in the Azara, and now it's submerged beneath ground, so it's flat with, the roof of it is flat with the Azara, and then you have an opening that goes into Kaidish, right? And since it has an opening that goes, that goes into the Kaidish, Therefore, the status of the inside of the room is going to be Kaidish. If so, Frech the Gemara, it's Havilam Achilas. If it didn't have tunnels, Ramar Yechelam Achilas, Lainis Kachu. Sorry, if it's underground, it's a tunnel. And if it's a tunnel, it doesn't get the Kedusha anyway. So, how, could, how does your answer help? So the Gemara says, Kikamar Rav Yechanan. No, Rav Yechanan, when he said his din, that Achilas Lainis Kachu, he was talking about the Psuchas Laharabayas. That's because they opened to Harabayas. Do you want to know why the Mechilas of Kaddish? No, really, if it's underground, if it's directly under the Kaddish, it would be Kaddish. The reason Rabbi Yechonon said it was because we go based on the doorway. But here, where the doorway goes to the Kaddish, then we'll say the inside is Kaddish. So all based on the doorway. Kitanya hi, Bipsuchas Lazara. Practicamara Vahatanya, Rabbi Yehuda, Imer Mechilas, Mitachas, Hechachol. What do you mean? He says clearly, Mechilas under our Chol. So Mercy Kitanya hi, again, Chip Psuchas the Chol. Also, if they're open to the Chol. Okay, so either way, uh, we tried to bring a, we tried to ask a kash on Rav, right, from the fact that we said the gagois of the lishgais are kaidish, and we answered that they must have been not elevated. Yes, they're gagois, but the rooms were submerged, so the roof is now even. It's on par with the, uh, it's on par with the kaidish in, in the kaidish area, and that's why the roof is kaidish. Tashima, the gagoi kaidish. Okay, we're talking about the roof of the Hechel. Okay, now, it says, is Kaidish. So, well, that's going to be our Kasha, but let's just go, right? It says clearly that the roof is Kaidish, roof of the Hechel. Betisbara, the Gemara says, one second, how could you ask me from the Gaga Kaidish, Vahakatani, it says, Yes, you're saying, on the one hand, it's Kaidish, on the other hand, you cannot eat. Kachay Kadashims. Vein Shaykhdin Sham Kachim Kalam. You can't right the din is Kachim Kalam could be shakted anywhere in the Kaidish. And yet you can't shakh there. That, okay, so if so, so the Gemara tried by asking Vagaga Kaidish if a price that says the Gaga's Kaidish. Well, one second. It's not really Kaidish, because if it was really Kaidish, then you'd be able to you'd be able to eat Kaidish Kadashim, you're able to shakh there. So the Gemara says, I the Alakasha Gaga Kaidish. So why are we saying it's Kaidish? And the answer is, is though that's a very specific Kaidish for a specific reason. Amar Abhama Barguria, what we're saying is Laisan Bez Amos. For the two Amas sticks that they were, what we're saying is that place was partitioned off to use for uh, these sticks of Hektish. What are these two sticks? The Tanan, learned in a Mishnah, in Manachas Bez Amos, Hayyub Bashushan Habira. There were two Amas. In, it was, there was a gate. One of the entrances, when we discuss Tamit or Midas, when we discuss all the entrances to the Beis HaMikdash, so one of them was called Shushan Habira. Okay, now that we're in Rosh Chodesh Adar, we got Shushan Habira over here. And the reason, um, yeah, so the, the, that was one of the gates. Midas. And by the way, the reason, just Rashi points out here, that the reason it was called Shushan Abira is so they should know where they, they came from exile. Right? They came out of Shushan Abira. Just always remember where you came from. So they used, anyways, they used to call the gate Shushan Abira. Now on top of this gate, they had these two sticks, Achas HaKaren and Mizrachis. To find this one on the northeast corner, but Achas HaKaren and Mizrachis. To this one on the southeast corner. Zu Sha'al Mizrachis to find this on the northeast corner. So essentially these were measuring sticks. So 
Moshe determined the weights, the, the measurements of what an ama should be. But they had these espas that were slightly, these sticks that were slightly larger. One stick was a half an etzba larger than Moshe's. The one that was on the southeast corner, was another half etzba on top of the stick that was on the, the northeast corner. Okay, so Nimsis Yisera Al Shalmesha etzba. So this one that was on the southeast corner was one full etzba larger than Moshe. So we're talking about the Ama sticks, right? An Ama is normally uh, uh, six etzbas, five etzbas, or six etzbas. Either way. Um, they had the stick, so they had one stick that was a half etzba and another stick that was a full etzba larger than Moshe's. What were the purposes of these measuring sticks? One, right, one was large and one was small. Okay, that we want that the, the, the umnen, now this, doesn't, this means that they would use standard measurements. So they should use Moshe's measurements when they're measuring uh, of what they're taking. However, machzirin, so when they take, right, they have to figure out what they take as payment. So then whatever they were taking, they would say, you know, I'm going to give you an amma's worth of the prices, an amma's worth of whatever. So when they would take the money from Hektish, they would use Moshe's measurements, which was the smaller measurements. And when they would give to Hektish, the Hektish was yada al yoyna. So you'd always give a little bit more just to make sure that, uh, you know, to account, just to make sure that you weren't cheating hectic. And you would use these sticks. Want to make sure you're not taking anything extra from hectic. So they had these sticks that were represented uh, larger than normal measurements to make sure that when you took from hectic, you really, or when you gave to hectic, you were giving a little bit more than you took to make sure that hectic is yada yoyna. Now, why two? Why do they have two sticks? So the Gemara says, right, they, one, they had two sticks. Each one was a half etzba different. So the Gemara says, One was, was if you were dealing with gold and silver, so they would use the stick that was when you're taking, when you're giving two hectish, you have to give more, but we don't have to make you give a whole etzba more because precious metals are very expensive. So we had a stick that was smaller. So yes, it was still a little bit larger than the standard measurement. So when you would take, you would take an ama. You give back an ama plus a half a etzba versus anything else. When you'd give back, when you when you provide to hektish, you'd have to give a full ama, uh, a full etzba. Sorry, it was an ama plus a half a etzba for gold and silver. But anything else we wanted when you gave to hektish, you'd have to give an ama plus a full etzba, not the half a etzba. Tanah. Okay, so now we're going to ask from our mission. Again, we're still trying to in Rav over here. Okay, we're still trying to uh, uh, ask on, on Rav, who said that the Gagas and Elias of both Yerushalayim and the Azara were loinus kachu. So we said that the that the the space in between the wall, the windows, and on top of the walls have a status of Kaidesh. Kilifnim is Kaidesh. Now Bishlama Khaloinois, you can say the windows Mishkachasla the Shavila Karka Zazara. So you could have windows that's somewhat normal that go down to the floor, and therefore it's not necessarily elevated. However, how could you say that, that the tops of the walls have a status of Lufnim if they're elevated? It's the next story up. So the Gemara answer is no, Mishkachasla Bivarshura. We're talking about mini, mini walls that were used. They were kind of like retaining walls. 
that didn't add necessarily to the height, but there were walls that were up against where there were elevations in Kodesh. Again, it was Harabais, it was on a mountain. So there were certain elevations. So the walls that kind of, yes, they went up a little, but they were flat with whatever the area of Kodesh was. That's the walls we're talking about, the top of them are Kodesh, the ones that are on par with Kodesh. So, so you were, we're going up, so if there was a retaining wall, right, that ended, the top of that wall ended to be flat with Kodesh, so then the top of that wall is Kodesh. But the regular walls that were sitting outside that were, that were elevated, the top of those walls would in fact not be Kodesh. Tehsev, as the Pasuk says, Vayeval chil v'choyma. Okay, that the 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 chil and chayma mourned. shura ubar shura. So what's chil? Chil are these mini chayma uh, is a regular wall. That's a shura. What's chil? Chil is a bar shura. Those are the mini walls. So we're saying that uh, at the time of destruction of the Mikdash, that uh, they mourned both the chil and the chayma. But we see that there were multiple types of walls, and there were walls there that were, like I said, like retaining walls, um, and therefore they weren't elevated on top of the Kodesh, and therefore, they would still be Kodesh, so Rav stands. Okay, so now we're going to go on to the next Mishnah, final mission of the parak, and this is going to discuss the Isser of eating it in two, uh, two places versus two Chaburas. Okay, so the Mishnah says, Chaburas, Let's say you had two groups of two Chaburas, they were eating one carbon Pesach. So you split your carbon Pesach into two groups. Okay, group A and group B. And they're eating it in one house. So, so even though we're going to say that you can't eat the carbon Pesach, this is going to, we're going to say, it's going to be but you can't eat the carbon Pesach in two different areas. So you have to stick within your own chabura. Once you're part of a chabura, you stick with your chabura. You can't go ahead and eat somewhere else. Still, you're, you don't have to be makbed that everybody in the chabura, let's say, imagine they're sitting in a round table, that everybody is sitting facing the same way, facing within the chabura, even though there's another chabura on the other side, right, that you could kind of be faced out, even though it might not look, be readily apparent to which chabura you're part of. We're saying you don't have to you're allowed to face out. You don't have to all be sitting in a line just to show, like, imagine like you're in a circle, some people sit, so everybody's sitting like inwards, so that, you don't have to be like that. You can have your chair turned the other way, it's fine. That's what we're saying. The hamecham be'emtza, and the kettle, which is what the, the warmer, that's where the chazan's serving from. Kishahashamas oimed limzoig, however, the shamash, so he's eating in one of these groups. So when he goes to serve, but he's serving both groups. Okay, so now when he's Ayman Limzai Kaifitz is Pivu Machsres Panov, So if he's eating, right, so he's only allowed to eat where he's from. So we don't want people to think that he's jumping back and forth to different ones. So what we say is close your mouth and keep your face turned towards your Chabura, even when you're serving the other Chabura. Okay, however, a Kala, we're not concerned. Okay, she can. Um, she can turn her face away and she can eat. I was going to say because of Busha. Now, Tesis, Anamad Bey is over here. Um, so it says that Shaykh to the Mishnah asks, right, we just said that when you have two Chaburas, you don't have to be mocked when I'm turning the face. So why, is, why does the Mishnah say Kala? Right? Well, what do you need to tell me Kala for? Why should the Kala be any different than if I have two Chaburas and people are, we said that they can be turned away. They don't all have to be sitting uniform. So why, what, what's the Chiddush? Why does the Mishnah come and need to say that the Kala could be Hedgesh? But now, Tesis gives two answers. Either 
that she ate part of the Suda and now she's like actively turning around. Like we were talking before, where they just, when they come to, came to sit down, they weren't sitting uniform. And that's okay, but she actively turns away, so we're saying that's allowed. Or we're saying that she's chayiv to turn her face around versus what we're saying is in the ratio of the Mishnah, we weren't makbed if people didn't want to sit uniform. They could, it's not their option, but a kala should be chayiv panel. Anyway, so now, the, 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 Mishnah is gonna, the Gemara is going to say, Masnisen money. Who is the Tan of our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda. It's Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? So, I'll just, I guess I'll give a preview and the Gemara is going to discuss it, but I think it'll be easier to just go. So, there's Machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Okay? The Pasuk says, Habayis Echad Yeyachel. And it says, Alabatim Asher Yoichloisei Bahem. So, there's a Machlokas over here that. What we're saying is, there's a machlekes. Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold that the carbon pesach itself could be split up into two groups, but the person can only eat in one space. Right? There's one riboy and one limiting. Uh, one we'll call it meat in the pasuk. So what we're saying is that a carbon pesach, the pesach carbon pesach itself, can be divided into chabura A and chabura B. But a person who's eating it in one area cannot go pick up his stuff. Right? He can't eat with his chabura, pick up his stuff, and then move to another area and finish eating his karma pesach. He needs to only eat it in one area. And then Rav Shimon says the other way, which is that a person is allowed to eat it in two different areas. Okay? However, the carbon pesach itself cannot be split into two different chaburas. So that's the machalikis. So we're saying, Mastis in money. Who is our Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda. He, our Mishnah must be Rabbi Yehuda. Why? The Tanya, we learn in a Bryce that says, Al Habatim, Asher Nechal Chaburis. We see that a carbon Pesach can be divided into two Chaburis, Chaburah A and Chaburah B. Yachal, Oichel, Oichel You might think that the person can eat it in two areas. So the Gemara says, Talmud Babayis Echad, Achel. And it must be eaten in one area, we say house, but it means in one area. So if the Shamesh is eating a Kazayas and he's sitting close to the Tanur, right next to where, that's where he's got to come on going to the oven to serve stuff. So if he's smart, okay, he should fill, uh, you know, once he sits down to eat, right, so Rashi says, so he's part of a chabura. So he's got, once he sits down and he starts eating, he's got to finish eating. He can't get up in the middle because he can't eat it in two different areas. Now, the imratsu, b'nei chabura, so if the other people that were part of his chabura, if they want, so let's say he's sitting near the oven and he starts to eat. Right? He starts to eat. And he didn't realize that his chabura was scheduled to eat over there. So he can't go ahead and move over there. So that we say, let him finish where he is now because you can't eat in two different areas. This is Rabbi Yehuda Shita. You can only eat it if you're in one area. You have to finish all your eating in that area. But if the Chabay Chabura want to be nice, they can come and join him near the oven. Okay? Again, because Rabbi Yehuda is makbed that a person cannot eat the Karim Pesach in two different areas. The Karim Pesach itself could be split into two different Chaburas. So he's saying Al-Habatim, right? There's a plural, a reboy that says you can't eat in multiple, meaning the person can eat in multiple places. However, Okay? That it could only be eaten in a Ba'i which means one Chabura.
Okay, so they have, there's a riboy and a miyot, and it's the exact, whatever one holds the other one, the other one holds the opposite. Okay, so again, Yehuda holds that, let's see, Michael, what's the machlaikis? Rabbi Yehuda, savar yesh aim lemesayres, that there is a credence given, right, credibility given to the way that the Pasuk appears in the Torah, not necessarily to the way it sounded out. Rav Shimon Savar Yesh Aim Lamikra. That we're going to, we give it credence, right? What's priority? The way that it's actually read, not how it appears. Now, what are we talking about? The Pasuk says, Bevayas Echad, we read it, Ye Achel. However, the word looks like Yochal. Okay? So therefore, Yochel. So the, the Pasuk, which says, Bevayis Echad, Yochal, refers to, according to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds Yesh Ein Lemesiris, the way it appears is Yochal, not the way it sounded. So that sounds like the eater, meaning the eater can only eat it in one place. Rav Shimon holds Yesh Ein Lemikra, the way we read it. How is the word actually read in the Torah? Ye Achel. We're talking about the carbon Pasach itself. So Rav Shimon holds, that the carbon Pesach itself must be eaten in one, Dahainu, one Chabura. And that is the reason that there's a machlaikis here. Do we give credence to the way it is written or the way it is read? Okay, and that's the machlaikis. Okay, so we have, again, Yehuda holds that the carbon Pesach could be eaten in two Chaburas, but only one place. Shimon holds it could be eaten in two, a person can eat his portion in two places, but the Karim Pesach can only have one Chabura that's nimnin on it. So now we're going to have two cases. Let's say he's sitting and someone automatically, uh, magically, a Mechitza appears. The wind comes in and blows in a sheet on top of a string that was existing there. Okay? And now you have a Mechitza between the two of them. What's the point? The point is, according to Rabbi Yehuda that says a Karim Pesach, could be eaten two chaburas, you're fine, right? Because we're all sitting around, we're sitting in a big room, okay? And the mechitza comes right in between the table, right? So now, all it did was it split this Karim Pesach into two, into two chaburas. But I'm sitting wherever I was. I'm sitting in the same place. I'm sitting in my chair. The fact that there's a mechitza here and splits up the Karim Pesach, I don't have a problem with. Because what does Rabbi Yehuda hold? Rabbi Yehuda says, it can be eaten in two chaburas. I can't eat it in two places. I'm sitting in one place. So then, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you'd be fine. But according to Rabbi Shimon, he says, I don't care if you move, a Karim Pesach can't be split. Well, now a Mechitza came and it split the Chaburas up. Now you have a Karim Pesach that's eaten into a Chaburas, then it's Aser. Or let's, let's, let's say a different case. Let's say you're sitting there and the Mechitza blows over. So you originally had individual places. When I was sitting in my place, I was, sitting in, I, was sitting in, I was sitting in my place, right? And it was in one room. It was in one area. I was in compartment A. And then there's compartment B, right? There's a separate room. So now, according to Rav Shimon, who says, I don't care. The fact that I'm now eating in two places, I'm eating in room A and room B, doesn't bother me just because my mechitza fell. However, that according to Rav Yehuda, who says you cannot eat in two places, well, now the mechitza fell. Now you're in one room that is, that you're in one room that was previously two rooms. So it turns out that you ate your carbon Pesach in room A and room B. 
Okay? And therefore, you're not allowed to do that according to Rabbi Yehuda. He says, yeah, you could split chaburas, but you can't eat it in two places. Once the mechitza fell, you're now eating it in two places. Right? Yasev. Yasev. Rav Kahana kapashat mifshat. So, he said it like Rav Kahana said these two shilohs. We have two shilohs here. One happens if a mechitza got added. One happens if a mechitza got taken away. Depends on who you hold, like Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Shimon. So he said it like we said it, right? Like we just said it. I'm only Rav Asher of Kahana, but Tiboyalach Iboya. Do ask it as a shiloh. See, look, mechitzas vasias mechitza. Mi hava kebeis mekomis kuchubeis chaburas dami. It's not so pasha. What do you mean? You're considering just you're sitting in the same chair, yet we're considering it two different rooms because the mechitza fell. That's a shiloh. So he said, is it kebeis mekomis kuchubeis chaburas dami? Oiloi. And the Gemara says, so Ravashi was, he said, teku. So Ravashi blied shver, even though Rav Kahana was, seemed, to, seemed to be poshit, that if you add a mechitza, according to Rav Yehuda, you're going to be, you're going to be just, uh, if a mechitza gets added, you're going to be okay, right? Because you're sitting in the same place you were, you only did a split the chaburs, according to Rav Shimon, you're not. And if the mechitza gets taken away, according to Rav Yehuda, you're going to have a problem. Fine. So now, we said that the kala is hoifkas The way we explained it with like Taisus that the kala either must turn her face or is allowed to turn her face even after she was sitting uniform with the rest of her chabura. My taima, why is she turning around? She gets embarrassed to eat in front of right. The new daughter-in-law is embarrassed to eat in front of everybody. Ravuna bereder of Nasan, ikla leberav Nachman bar Yitzchak. So Ravuna went to Nachman bar Yitzchak. So they said to Rav Huna, what is your name? So he said, Rav Huna. He said, my name is Rav Huna. So they told Rav Huna, go sit on the bed. Yosef, he sat on the bed. Gave him a, something to drink. So he didn't, uh, he didn't protest. He didn't say, no, 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 I'm fine. They gave him a cup. He took it. He drank it. He drank it in two gulps. Okay, and he did not turn his face away while he was drinking. Amrulay, so now they had all sorts of questions. My time of Karislacha Ravhuna. Why are you called Ravhuna? So Amrulahu Balashemani. That's my nickname. Meaning, what does Huna mean? Hain, Meloshanav Hain in Aramaic means wealth. So they call him the rich guy. They call him the rich rabbi. Ravhuna. So why do they call you Ravhuna? He said, that's what they called me from when I was a kid. My time, why is it that when we told you to sit on the bed, Yosavta, that you went ahead and just sat on the bed? It's weird, right? It's, nor- it's not normal to sit on a bed when you're coming to visit. You sit on a chair, or you sit on a bench. Why are you sitting on the bed? Okay, whatever the Baal Ba'is does, you're a guest in his house, so you do what he tells you. My time, when they gave you something to drink, Kablot, uh, you accepted it on the first try. You didn't try to just say, you know, I'm not so thirsty. We learn from the Malachim by Avram and Light that when Avram uh, said to them, came, uh, where the, when Avram said, come in, he said, they said, the Malachim said, however, by Light, what did they say? That will stay in the street. So we see that we're Masarvin Lakatam but not Lagadal. And therefore I held that you, right? So I Ravuna, uh, you know, you're you Bar Yitzchak, you're a Gadol, and therefore if you give me the drink, I'm not gonna say I'm okay, I'm gonna take it. My time at Ishtata 
Why did you drink it in two gulps? If you drink in one, one huge gulp, you're a glutton. That is the proper way. Right? You're like sipping, you're taking your time, you're sipping it. Right? Then you're, you're arrogant. My time Apecho, why don't you turn your face away? Right, and that's why we're bringing this here, that the kala, only a kala does, not anybody else. And therefore, any, any other man drinks, a man should drink, that's only for a woman, that's a kala, that she should turn away. Tanan, similar case, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yesi, Iklo, Lebe, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yesi, Ben Lukunya, Yehovah Kasa, so they, again, they brought him a cup to drink, Kablu Bechazimna, Veshasa Bechazimna. So he drank it, in, he accepted it on the first try, but he drank it in one gulp. You don't hold of that said, it depends. Depends on the size of the cup. Right? Yeah, this is, you're using like a little, uh, you know, little dentist cup. Or, you know, a little cup they give you at the doctor. That is, they're referring to a little tiny cup. Oh, also, the wine that you have is very sweet, so it goes down easy. It's like grape juice. Also, I'm quite a large guy. Okay, so for me, a five-ounce cup of sweet things, that's not doesn't make me a glutton if I drink it in one, if I drink it in one shot. Okay, so now we're just going to talk about etiquette of eating over here. So what we're talking about here is, let's say there's people who are going to eat together, and they all chip in and they hire a waiter. So the question is, when does the waiter have to serve, and until when does he have to serve? So, so what we're saying is that the waiter doesn't, he was hired to serve a meal. He was paid 20 bucks to serve a meal. He doesn't have to start serving until the three, there's, there's three people that sit down and eat. If two people come, he doesn't have to start serving them. Like we're going to see, it's also like, I don't know, if you go to a restaurant once, you go to a restaurant and like sometimes like you're, you're there before like you're eating with other people and you're there before other people and you say, okay, you know, I want to get started. They say, no, the chef, a lot of times they'll say the chef doesn't like, you know, it's easier for them to serve and, and deal with the entire table at once. So they won't let you order early in different stages. So we see a similar type of idea that when the shamash comes, so we want to know etiquette here, when does the shamash, the waiter, have to start serving when there's three people? Okay, however, even if one person finishes, even though it will make, you know, one person eats quickly and he's out, even though it'll make the shamash's job more difficult because he now is serving to this person. Now he has to serve to the, the people that are left. He's serving in stages. Still, the din we said three is only when you come in that he doesn't have to start serving to the three people. But once there is, um, but, but once he's already serving and one person leaves, he still has to serve the other two. So two things he says. First of all, that that is only if you're within the spectrum of what's normal. Right? In other words, if two people sit down to eat and the third guy comes two hours later, so that's already outside the Zman Achila, so he would have to serve. Or, okay, or that if when a person leaves, right, so a person leaves, so the other people stay, if they don't stay too long, then the shaman knows it's only within, again, within a normal spectrum, but the shaman still have to stay and serve them. Amar Ravina, Chardamim, they have to give uh, full, even the people who left early, right, knows if, it, if it's $10 a person, they can't say, oh, you know what, I, you didn't have to serve me the whole time because I left early, so I'm going to pay you less. No, he has to give full payment. And the guy who stays longer, let's say, again, we're talking about the waiter was hired for a meal, the guy who stays longer, he stays extra time, he has to add money, and we say, okay, it's not true, is not like that, if you pay someone to serve a meal, you pay him to serve a meal. And...
Hadran Allah, Ketzad, Soylen. Okay. So, to review. So, we started off discussing the roofs and the alias of the, both we said, the Rav said, the, of the Yushalayim and the Azara, that they are not Kodesh. And we asked the Kasha, what do you mean? It says they went up on the roof and they said howl, assuming that they were eating on the roof as well. We said, no, that they ate below, went up on the roofs. Okay? And then we said, ah, what do you mean? It says, that you can't move your stuff from one area to the next. We said, that's again, only Bishas Achila. And then we tried to bring a raya from the Hegel. We said that the upstairs in the Hegel was more Kodesh. We said, no, that's because of David. And we, saw, we tried to bring a raya from the Lishkas of Kodesh. And we said that, no, that that is the Lishkas. The reason why the Elias were Kodesh is because really the Lishkas was underground. So therefore, the roof of the Lishka was on par with the rest of the Kodesh and was situated in the Kodesh, and therefore it's Kodesh. We tried to ask from the flip case, right, that if it's, if, if it's, it's considered a Mechilos, if so, Mechilos line is Kachu. So why in the flip case would we say that it is that it is Kaidesh, okay, if it's Mechilos, if it's underground, we answered that no, when did we say Mechilos underground or not Kaidesh? That's because we go based on where the opening is to that room, chamber, or tunnel. But if Lamaisa, if that room, chamber, or tunnel opened into Kaidesh, then we would say that it has a din of Kaidesh. Okay, and then we tried to finally to ask from, oh, we said, it says Hechel Kaidesh. So you said, what do you mean? Of course, Hechel Kaidesh. We also say Hechel is not Kaidesh because you can't do Shechita on there, right? So obviously, uh, the, the, the upstairs, right? The Elias Hechel um, was Kaidesh. That's what the Pasuk says. So anyways, but we tried to ask a question, say it's Kaidesh. We said, no, what does Kaidesh mean there? It means that they would keep uh, the sticks, the measuring sticks for Kaidesh, that when people would buy and sell um, to use for measuring from Hektesh, that's what they would keep on top there. And that's what we were saying. It was Kaidesh. It meant they would keep the uh, measuring sticks of Kaidesh there. And then... We tried to ask from our Mishnah where it said that the Oive uh, the, of the Chaloinas and the top of the walls were both Kaidish, so the top of the walls are Kaidish. So we understand Chaloinas, you can have w- windows that are down, you know, but all the way at the ground. But Chaloinas walls, those go up high. So how could you say it's Kaidish? So we said, no, we're talking about like retaining type of walls, right, that, are, that have an even elevation, but the tall walls, the top of those would not be Kaidish. And then we talked about this base Chaburitz Eichlin in one house. Okay, and we, we brought down the Machlekes. We said that our mission is like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds Vayis Echad, Chel. We read it as in Yochal, okay, which is not the way it's read, but the way it appears in the Torah, which means that it's on the person. The eater, Yochal is the eater. The eater can only eat it in one place, but the carbon Pesach itself can be split into two. And, and Rabbi Shimon holds the other way, which says that no, the carbon Pesach cannot be split into two. We don't care if the person picks up and eats it in a different area. But the current Pesach has to be eaten in one Chabura. And we highlighted the nafkamina between these in, the, in, in two cases of what happens if a wall appears. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, all it did was split your Chabura, you'd be okay. You're still in the same place you were eating it. Therefore, again, you're going to be fine. According to Rabbi Shimon, he holds you split your current Pesach, so that's not okay. Okay, and... Um, in a case where the mechitza got removed, you're now eating it in two places. According to Rabbi they have a problem. According to Rabbi Shimon, it, it, it doesn't matter, right? It's, you're okay. Um, you're going to be fine. So, and that was the way Rav Kahana said over these two cases, that it seemed like it was clear-cut, depending on which the case was, who would work like Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Shimon. However, Rav Ashi asked it as a Shiloh. Then we discussed that the Shamash gets up he turns his face, right? Again, we discussed that in the Mishnah, 
because, so we said any regular person when they sit, they could sit, doesn't have to, they don't have to necessarily sit uniform to their chabura. They could sit the other way. The shamish though, since he's up at the mecham, he's in the middle, okay? So he is part of one of the chaburas. So when he goes to serve the other chabura, he needs to close his mouth to show that he's not eating part of the chabura. We shouldn't think that, like Rabbi Yehuda Shita, that he's eating in two places. However, the kalo, we said, and the way Tesis explained was, even if was originally sitting uniform, can turn aside, or there's a mitzvah for her to turn aside so that other people don't see her eat. And then we had the stories of Rav Huna, that was and that he sat on the bed and that he didn't turn his face, right? And uh, he drank it in two gulps. We contrasted that with the story of, of um, another story of Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yesi, who uh, drank it in one gulp. And then we ended off just talking about some etiquette as far as when you have a shamish, because this mission is also discussing the shamish, etiquette of the shamish, that he doesn't have to start serving until three people are there. However, if one person of the three leaves, he still does still have to continue serving the other two.